Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this channel, you can find podcast interviews and common content on a whole variety of subjects, including football, mental health, films, TV, conspiracy theories, writing, wrestling, serial killers, music, and more. Today, we're talking NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff, which has just finished from my hometown, Cardiff. Uh, Sadly, I couldn't go there due to my uh, physical health problems flaring up a bit over the last few days, which was a big shame. But uh, I watched it live, which is unique for people in the UK, certainly for me, because I'm too old to stay up till three, four in the morning these days. So I often, well, I always watch wrestling the day after. So uh, I enjoyed watching it uh, live once I got the WWE Network to work. Uh, so to join me and work through the show, I've got one of my favourite people to talk to. And it's always a good time when we talk wrestling. You'll see him featured on post-wrestling, whether it's writing or interviewing the names from the wrestling world. Joining me today is Andrew Thompson. Welcome, Andrew. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back, man. It's always good to be here. Always. Always a good time, mate. Always a good time. So what um, what were your overall thoughts of the show? Did you enjoy it? Overall, I, I really think it was a, a really solid show. I, I enjoyed the card from top to bottom. Uh, the only gripes I had, of course, I'm sure we'll get into it, was the women's match. It was I, I felt like it was kind of flat, and I don't think it was their fault at all. I think they were really short on time, and I think that the uh, Noam Dar versus Travis Banks uh, match could have went a little shorter. And you put that time into the championship match that, in my opinion, matters more. So, yeah, that was my overall. It was overall good show though. I, like I enjoyed the show top to bottom. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think. They could have shaved a couple of minutes off the Noam Dar match. They could have shaved a couple of minutes off the Dave Mastiff match. Maybe they could have shaved a couple of minutes off the uh, the main event because that was quite long as well, you know. But like overall, I thought it was a really, really good show. Uh, much better, much, much better than uh, Takeover Blackpool. Um, I thought that it, I thought it blew that show out of the water, to be honest, um, because. After I watched Takeover Blackpool, I was quite disappointed. There was some good stuff on there, but mm. overall, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. The main event was really long, but 
wasn't very good, which you know is a big problem. If you've got this big long main event, you need to be able to keep the 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 audience captivated and take over Blackpool. Didn't do that for me at least. Um, but today I enjoyed. I think I and I enjoyed every single match on the card. Um, and like I say, what for me, like watching them live is is a different experience because I tend to watch it, you know, the next morning, which is always different because you tend to hear or see headlines or see and tweets. And it spoils it. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So, so let's get into it. The uh, the first match is Noem Dar versus. Oh, did you watch the pre-show? I didn't. Uh- uh, it, it it wasn't really nothing in the pre. It was just Vic Joseph, Nigel, and Aiden English hyping up the matches. Okay, they so they they, no, they did um no matches, they did they taped the NXT UK TV matches. It was um Piper Nevin versus Rhea Ripley and uh uh um what, what, what's the assistant general manager Skid Sala Skid uh, Scala Skid, 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 Skid Scala Skid yeah Skid Scala he 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 took on, I think he took on Cassius Oh no oh he uh, pulled no. him. Yeah, he he oh, took him. Wow. He either took him on or he fought him. It was one of those, but they had a, a cool segment. So I, I'm guessing oh, okay. we're gonna see that next Wednesday. Yeah, because when I was I I caught up on like all the NXT TV NXT UK TV last last night really, and mm. um, I thought they were going to do uh, Piper Nevin versus uh, Rhea Ripley tonight. The way they built it on TV. And then the last couple of episodes, they kind of didn't feature it as much. And obviously, they were doing it for TV. But I feel like that could be a really good match. So hopefully, because it was put on at the pay-per-view. And saying, don't forget Rhea Ripley. She like she set herself up for the uh, NXT Women's Championship with Shayna Baszler. So we'll never know what she what she's about to do. It'll be good. Yeah, I think I am. Um, funny enough, I think there's going to be some moving about um, between... A few NXT. brands. Oh yeah, for sure. NXT, NXT sure. UK. I think. I think. Did you see Cesaro? He was kind of doing the NXT with his arms. Mm-hmm. I reckon. He's, I think he'll go to NXT live, um, and I think Tony Storm will probably go there as well. But anyway, let's get into it. Uh, so Noam Dar, Travis Banks. Noam Dar came out to a big pop. I love me some Noam Dar. Maybe it's the kind of Celtic thing. I don't know. But, um, I just feel like he kind of gets it from a overall entertainment. Yeah, entertainment. yeah, yeah. His, his ring, his ring works good, but he gets it like from a gimmick and entertainment point of view. Um, you know, he's really good in the ring. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Travis Travis Banks. Like, he doesn't. He's not terrible. He does. He, his ring works decent. His strikes are really good. I just something doesn't quite connect for me there. You 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 wanna know it's funny, like I, I was saying the same well, I always say the same thing when I watch Travis Banks, like he's a real good wrestler, but the, I don't know what it is. I just cannot like get into the character Travis Banks. Like I don't I'm I don't understand. Like it, there, there's some people I can watch and just watch the in ring work and I'm like, okay, I, I get it. They're like and I could go based solely off the in ring work, but I don't it, like it's not clicking with Travis Banks. Like I don't know what it is, but it's just not it's not there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, agree. I like. Um, so yeah, the crowd was pretty hot for the first match, opening match, um, and they had some really good back and forth, especially early on. They were crisp and they were sharp. I um, particularly like Noem Dar did uh, like a flying knee bar, and he calls it the champagne super knee bar, 
um, which is named after one of my favourite bands, which is Oasis, the Champagne Supernova. But it's like he kind of jumps up and slips in the move in the air and then comes down into the knee bar, which is really cool looking move. And I can kind of I appreciate when these guys try either try new moves or they try moves that other people do, but they try and put their own spin on it. You know, it's just to make themselves stand out a bit. Yeah, see, um, one thing I uh I know that like one thing I always like about Noam Dar, and it's, it's not really something like super likable, but he he said like, okay, so earlier this year, you remember when he had um the the injury scare at the NXT UK TV tapings against I think it was against Mark Andrews. Noam Dar yeah, had yeah. put he had put on Instagram that he all like his knee was so torn up on the inside when that happened, like he was so close, like it was at the point where he almost had to have his leg amputated. Like it was that bad. And he's he's yeah. you know, he put he put that out there public. So whenever Noam Dar sells the knee, I like that that gets me like in the match automatically because I think something's wrong and then I realize yeah, he's yeah. selling. So yeah, he, he, he uses that to in his his advantage. Yeah, and he bumped all over the place for Travis Banks tonight. He was flying around and he was selling his knee and he's selling his back and he did as much as he could to to you know to try and get Travis Banks over, um, and it's, it finished. Travis Banks hit his slice of heaven off the barricade, and then another diving stomp for a near fall before hitting an Inseguri and a shining wizard, and uh, Dar hit the Nova Roller for the pin and the win. Um, I thought it was a decent, you know, good opener, decent match. Wasn't like tear the house down, amazing. But there was nothing wrong with it. It was entertaining, and I'm glad Noam Dar won. Yeah, I'm 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 glad that was the that was the opening match. Like you usually, like well, for for NXT for the most part, like when you see the opening matches, it's always the NXT Tag Team Championship match. You know the yeah. the hot matches that that that'll surely get people going. But I'm kind of glad they got this match in first because. I felt like if it was down the card, it would have got dragged a little bit and people would have just, you know, been silent. But it was good that Norm and Travis got the high crowd. And uh, Nig- Nigel McGinnis gave the shout out to um, Lionheart during this match. I think Norm Dodd did a move that Lionheart used to do. He did something that Lionheart used to do. And Nigel McGinnis uh, saluted Lionheart. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then next up, we had the sort of little clips where. Uh, you had Cesaro was coming out, and I was, I was wondering beforehand who they were going to put him up against, um, and I kind of thought they might just give him a bit of a squash match, just to, you know, just so the crowd could see him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought this was fantastic use of Cesaro because uh, Ily- Ilya Dragunov, what what they've done with him over the last few weeks on TV has been quite interesting. He hasn't really cut a hell of a lot of promos, hasn't spoken much, but he's got over with the crowd really quickly by winning and by just his strikes and his, his ring work. Really interesting to see because sometimes when when stars, when they don't speak, they do struggle to get sort of that that investment from the crowd or get the crowd into their matches. Um, but he's you, you can see he's quite popular. They both got big pops. Obviously, Cesaro's, you know, he's a main roster star. Um, and he got a big pop. But, yeah, um, for sure. I was like, well, uh, uh, well, well, Ilya, 
like at first, like when I first got my first glimpse of well on NXT UK because I saw some of his stuff for OTT. But when I first saw Ilya in NXT UK, this is when I got real familiar with him. I I couldn't get into Ilya, but like I'm starting to, I'm starting to warm up to his character because he's like real like aggressive, like yeah, now, like before he even like gets in the ring, like just amped up twenty four seven. So when I saw him walk up to Cesaro, I was like, oh yeah, they about to beat the hell out of each other. That's definitely what's about to happen right now. Yeah, it was uh, excellent use. Like I say, both guys. And I th- um I watched like I said the. NXT TV last couple yesterday, and uh, I watched his match with Cassius Ono, uh, Ilya Dragunov's match with mm-hmm. Cassius Ono on TV, and that was really good as well. You know, it's a TV match, but still, I thought it was really, really, really good, and it did a lot of good for Dragunov for me as well going in, like because no one expected him to beat Cesaro. Cesaro's right, a main right. main roster guy; he's not going to lose, but. Just watching them, like you say, they were just slapping each other, beating the crap out of each other for the whole time. Um, you know, really stiff, uh, stiff work, shall we say? Yeah, for um, sure. And the, and the crowd was into it, really. You know, from the start all the way through to the finish. The one thing I don't like about Dragonoff is that six-one line. Um, where he does like the six one nine sort of thing through the ropes and then comes back and does the clothesline because to me that makes no fucking sense <laughs> whatsoever because you just lose all momentum and you lose everything it just looks stupid and I can't be like that it takes me out of it the, because like, you got like his opponents like waiting for him to do this little spin and it reminds me of the Dean Ambrose yeah, like, rebounding in the ropes. Yeah. Like I, I see a lot of wrestlers doing that now, like that through the through the ropes back, come back at the clothesline. Uh, I, I it, like so, some people do make it look good and it works for some, but like that whole Ilya doing the six one nine, <laughs> I don't get it. No sense. But 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 that but but one thing I do want to say, uh, Cardiff, they went crazy for Cesaro, man. Like they were amped up. Like it, it's like rare, well not rare, but when 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 you promote that somebody's going to be somewhere and people still react as if they didn't know that that person was going to be there and they reacted accordingly and they gave us all the prophecy. Like I I can only imagine how good he felt being in Europe and just receiving that warm welcome, man. I I know he felt good. Had to. Yeah, man, because the thing is everyone knows how good he is. Everyone knows that if they'd ever given him this, a proper chance on the main roster, to have a proper singles run. Everyone knows that he would have done well and the crowd would have got behind him. 100%. And they've just never quite got it. And I think he would be perfect now to go to, you know, he's that bit older, so he's not like, you know, he's starting to come down the sort of backside of his career. So put him on NXT Live because he's a big enough name to get eyes and people will know who he is and he's a star. But equally... That the super hardcore audience of NXT, they won't kind of turn against him. Like if they put like Roman Reigns down there or someone like that, mm. who's like a, a a WWE guy. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, I get like, what you're saying. He, he's still he he's still like an indie guy at heart, isn't he? Like Daniel Bryan or like your CM Punk. Cesaro Cesar established his name on the independent scene. Like I get yeah. it. So like like Roman is WWE made for lack of a better term yeah 
And um, I just think Cesaro, he's you know, he's not doing anything on the main roster at the moment. So let's get him on NXT, get him on those live shows, get him working with Matt Riddle, get him working with, you know, whoever, Keith Lee. There's yeah. loads of guys that would well, be a good you know, punishment Martinez versus Cesaro, I'd quite like to see. Let's let's shake it up a bit. They're going live. I'd like to see them really shake up the rosters a bit with when NXT goes live and when SmackDown goes to... Just, just, just a quick off-topic, did you get a chance to see uh, Keith Lee versus Dajakovic on last week's NXT? No, no, I haven't watched last week's NXT. Man, whatever you do, please go watch that match. Is it good? Is it... I... <laughs> Real I, good. I, 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 I can't do that match justice, man. That was a real, 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 real good match. They tore the house down, both of them. Wicked. So, uh, off topic again quickly then, since we went off topic. I'll slip, <laughs> I'll slip it in quickly. Um, what do you think about uh, the Fiends potentially going for the title at Hell in a Cell? Uh, this is all I got to say. If if he if it's versus Seth Rollins and it's for the championship, he can't lose. Like it, it can't be no, uh, no weird finishes. He has to win. You can't do this. You can't put him in this situation and then have him lose any yeah. in any kind of way. Like you put him yes. in this match, y'all shoehorning yourself and you're putting yourself in the corner because he has to win now. And now you 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 might you most likely are going to have another absentee champion again. And and then it it might be for for bad I mean for negative and positive reasons because you don't want to keep overshowing this character this special character and then at that you don't want to have a champion who's not there anymore so I think yeah. you're kinda, you kind of you can't you really put yourself against the wall if you do that but if it's if it's just against Strowman just one on one no no titles on the line then uh, yeah Str- Strowman might have to take that L man that, 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 right. that might That's, yeah but you know what I would have done. If they, because it does seem like they want to give him a big, huge push. So I feel like what they should do is when I'd have Randy Orton beat Kofi on whatever pay per view it is of champion, uh, Clash Champions, I'd have Randy win through the revival helping him or, you know, cheating or whatever. And then I'd have the Fiend appear afterwards, just either stare down Randy or destroy him. And then finish that story the way it should have been finished when they fought each other at WrestleMania by having Bray squash him, destroy him and take the title. Randy, you know, he has time off, then he comes back and give him some time off then, finish their story with the Fiend getting the title and beating him inside the cell. And then you can just go wherever you want to go with it. But also, it's like a big notch on his belt. Like, he's not just squashing people. He's beating Randy Orton. But that's what I would do anyway. Rather than, even though I'd quite like to see him beat Strowman, I just think they're putting themselves in a corner if they go the universal title route. Yeah. But I think I'd rather see him win it at WrestleMania myself versus a Strowman or a someone like that. But yeah. Anyway, um, I just I had I knew I was going to end up talking to you, talking to you about the fiend. I knew. It. So um, 
Yeah, it finishes off. Um, Cesaro hits a G- GTS for a near, near four before hitting a flying uppercut for another near four. Um, then Dragunov hits uh, the DVD into the corner before in a high angle sent on for the new near near fall, and then uh, Cesaro hits a pop up uppercut into the neutralizer for the win. Good match, very good match. Did wonders, I think, for Dragunov because he took him close. He looked and good. He, His and he got the uh, the respect from Cesaro after the match. Yeah. 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 It, like that, that that that's one of the things I really like about these type of matches, especially when the um the person who's on the losing end gets that crowd respect at the end, because in the end it doesn't make Ilya look lesser than Cesaro. Like he no. looked on the same level as Cesaro, so now he can take that momentum and continue forward in NXT UK and likely get his uh his win back from Ono. Yeah, and what was good as well is that, or what is not necessarily good, but what I noticed is normally when they have the, the like the show, show respect and the hug uh they just like say something to each other and that's it but cesaro covered his mouth so you couldn't see what he was saying which makes me think that it was like a genuine oh moment. yeah for and, sure you know like sure. he was saying something personal but i i tweeted earlier that i think Dragonoff could be their uh their kind of new diamond in the rough if you like someone who could really be a big star on nxt over the next 12 to 18 months if they keep booking him well because the way they booked him they booked him as unbeaten and then he's lost to cesaro and oh no oh no but they're two established you know big names so it's like keep doing it now keep him and you can if you have his character adapt to those losses so he's like i lost to these big names so i'm gonna go away and you know have him do a vignette about being caught out or what he needs to change or work on and just give him some character development to go with the dominant wins um the problem is of course is that the U- nxt uk hasn't got like a a mid-card title yeah so it's kind of like you're in the main title hunt or you're not. And I, I think the only thing missing from Ilya, like he just needs to, what they, the creative team or whoever needs to just find that, that one thing that makes him relatable, so to speak. Like yeah. I feel like Ilya, like people obviously know he's good, but it's like, why do we care if he's yeah, good? Yeah. Like what, what makes him interesting? Like, yeah, he's aggressive. Yeah. He comes out, with all this uh, momentum and he got the red eyes and you know the he 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 has that little little catchy theme song but I don't really think a lot of people know what what he's saying in that and that's I don't yeah. but it's catchy as hell for sure but I I think one thing that he just needs is that relatable aspect and then like you said they'll have that diamond in the rough yeah I think the potential's there they just they seem to be doing a lot better than they were a few months ago in terms of how they're building guys, how they're booking guys. Um, They seem to have more of a plan going forward these days. They seem to have established more guys. Uh, Like even just from watching, I think I watched six episodes of the TV last night and you can see that they're, it's not, not, not thrown together. I wouldn't say it was thrown together before, but it was focused very much on like two, three, four guys. Whereas now, You've got like established lower card guys as well, which is starting to gain momentum, which means that you can interject the feuds a bit without losing people's momentum. 
because they're fighting with other people who've got momentum. Um, so next up, we've got the Grizzled Young Vets uh, versus Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster and versus Gallus, which was Wolfgang and Mark Coffey. Shout out to, uh, uh, I've forgotten his name, Rob Wilkins, who did uh, the Photoshop <laughs> thumbnail job of me and Andrew. As the grizzled young vets, which will oh, be in that, the thumbnail of the YouTube video. That was Excellent hilarious. Job. Like that was Super hilarious. Cool. Shout out yeah. to Rob, man. Yeah, absolutely. So follow Rob Wilkins on Twitter. I'll tag him later on. So uh, and I'll post a picture as well. It was good stuff. So I was really looking forward to this match because I really like the grizzled young vets. I really like Dallas. That best tag team, like the. Not not in the world, but like they definitely are top five, like in the world. I don't think as many people know about Grizzly Young Veterans, which they should. I, I think they're worth like very very well known in the UK, but I don't think people in America know as much about Zach Gibson and James Drake as they should. And like they are great as a team, like feed off each other, great type of team. Like the heat that Zach, the heat that Zach Gibson gets, that translates over to James Drake. And James Drake feeds off that. Like, you can see, like, in his mannerisms, like, when the crowd is doing the, if you hate Gibson shoes off, James Gibson, like, complete, James Drake, like, he completely loses focus and, like, starts looking at the crowd, like, what the hell is going on? Like, they are great. Yeah, they're a real proper tag team now, aren't they? And I think, I think they could uh, inject a bit of quality back into the American NXT Oh, for uh, sure. I, I would love to see them division. in NXT. Just to, doesn't have to be a permanent move. Just put them in there for a feud with the champs, you know, um, for a big show. You know, like when you've got a big takeover, just do a like, champion versus champion match. Have it as the opener and just give us one of those awesome tag team matches because they are so good. And you're right, not enough people are talking about them. Uh so just before the match, we had the tag team, the, the video package, and th- they do these video packages so well. Oh, They're yeah, for just sure. unbelievable. And, like, I watched, bear in mind, I watched these same segments last night, just as they're on their own as segments, and they're even better in the in the video package with the music and everything. WWE just does it so well. Um, on all, all their brands, they just do these videos you know, these video packages and the build-up so well. Um, huge pop for the Welshmen as they came out, Andrews and uh, Flash Morgan Webster. Um, I didn't expect them to win. I, I didn't either. I, did, I didn't either. I, I said re- I to really... you yesterday that maybe they would and they may take it off them on TV, but I didn't expect them to just because... They're not really a tag team. I know they've worked together on the indies and stuff, but they haven't been built up as a pair. They were kind of been, since NXT UK started, they've always been singles guys. And then just recently, they've kind of come together. Yeah, they but, were really, uh, really over. Yeah, the one, the one thing I like, well, hindsight, hindsight being 2020, I think it was the right move to put the tag yeah. titles on them because it, like... As, as far as like the the established fuse in NXT UK that happened tonight, uh, besides Cesaro, Cesaro and Ilya, uh, m- the Hills won. Like, no yeah, one yeah. won, Kaylee Ray won, and Walter won. So, there wasn't really that 
big, big moment for NXT, for specifically NXT UK. I'm putting Cesaro to the side. And yeah, I yeah. think that, it, like, it was, and uh, like, make, you, like, you literally got these dudes in their hometown. Like, Mark Mark Andrews is really from Cardiff, Wales. Like, you're not something they say they from, they from, they say they from a specific area, but they're not really from that area. Like, they'll be from, somebody yeah. will be from, like, uh, they'll say they from, just from Brooklyn. Yeah, just, I'm just out there. Exactly. But I think, but Mark Andrews, he's legit from Cardiff. So, yeah, it was, it, I think that was just a perfect time to put the titles on them. And they'll probably lose it at the tapings tomorrow, likely. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I hope, they probably think well. I, well, I, I hope not, but I, I don't, because I, I don't like the short title reigns. No, but me especially because the grizzled young vets who were the first champs, oh no, second champ, sorry, no, uh, they were the first uh, champs. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, of course they were. They yeah. beat um, Mustache Mountain, didn't they? but like they've established it with the big long run. And they've beaten guys, and they've had good matches. Eight so it run. feels like you want to see him carry on that. And you know, Flash, I thought fair play. The uh, the the Wales chants gave me a little warm feeling at the start because I'm not used to hearing that. And you know, in the wrestling, I've heard it at football, and I've heard it at rugby, but I've never heard it at wrestling. So that was really cool. The uh, the Galas theme is one of my favourite themes in wrestling. It's a real cool theme. Um. I, I do, do want to ask you something just real quick. Do, do you think this match would have been better if Gallus was not in it? Like, you think you think it would have been good if it was just Grizzle Young Veterans versus uh, Flash Morgan and Mark Andrews? So I enjoyed what Gallus did. I thought it was decent enough. But the majority of the work was done by the other two teams, which to me says that they probably could have done it two on two and had just as good a match, maybe if not better. Um, so, yeah, possibly. But I, um, I've i started to turn the corner on Gallas. I wasn't a fan. I see I really liked the prestige in um, ICW when they had the Coffee Brothers and uh, Joe Hendry. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed their work in ICW. But... I was a bit unsold on Gallas, but they're slowly starting to turn the corner a bit slowly. Um, but it was a good match. The um, They sold me a ticket a couple of times with the near falls. There was one time the uh, they the Welsh boys hit the Slumdog Millionaire, followed by like a swanton onto the back of the guy. And I thought that was it. First Welsh champs getting a bit excited. And then when that didn't happen... And the crowd bought it as well. I thought, oh, they're they're going to just go for the, you know, the the sort of nearly, but not quite. And then there was a pop. The grizzled young vets hit the hel- helter skelter, and then a four fifty. I love and that combination. Every, I love that combination. Yeah, it is. It's a great move. Great looking stuff. But everyone thought that was it because they've oh, yeah, won with that too. move. They've won with when you, and this is the thing with all wrestling and wrestlers, teams or individuals, is if you use more than one move to win matches, rather than just having your one finisher, I always think if you've got a couple, it's easier to sell those near falls without having to spam a load of finishers being kicked out of, because that way you can kind of keep the the finisher to be a bit more special. And I feel like WWE does turn into that a little bit too much 
not not so much NXT, but they do do it. Is they go for the the finisher kick out as the sort of peak of the match type thing, instead of maybe having a couple of good like the Helter Skelter and the 450. They've won with that several times, so that was a huge moment because everyone thought they won, including me. And then when the the Welsh boys kicked out, it was amazing. The crowd went even louder and even sort of that it peaked even even more um and then everyone was down and the gallas sort of got up in the from outside the ring um and i really liked what wolfgang did when he came in because he hit like a he hit like a crossbody to the guy on the floor and he hit like a cent on but instead of just doing them he did them he kind of like run and did them on an angle so they looked different and as i mentioned earlier I'm all for guys trying to make their stuff stand out or make their stuff look different. Um, and, you know, low, everyone does sentons and crossbodies, but just the way he kind of went about doing it just made it look a bit different. And, I, you know, I'm all for that. Yeah, there was one spot during this match where um, I believe it was uh, I I, I want to say it was Zach Gibson that had Wolfgang on his shoulders, and he told James Drake to come and do it like a suicide dive. Yeah, yeah. He, man, he flipped uh, Wolfgang over, and I was I was praying Wolfgang didn't land on his neck. Man, that was a real good spot. Yeah, it was like a doomsday device, but instead of them doing the clothesline, they did it a dive through the ropes, and it was on the outside. Yeah, you're right. That was an awesome spot. But you're right. Just for that split second, you were like waiting for the replay, just to make sure he didn't land like smack bang on his head or something. Um, and yeah, a couple of times, like I thought by the end towards the, the latter third of the match, I was like, oh, the Welshmen have come close. They're not going to do it because like several times they thought they had it, and then they something happened. They pulled the ref out, they kicked out, and then uh, all of a sudden. Uh, I think he sends, I think it was Drake, was it? Who sent, or no, Gibson sends Drake to knock Galas off the apron. Mm -hmm. And uh, they hit him with the, uh, what was it? I forget what it's called, the Ticket to Mayhem. And then a shooting star press and Flash pins him with the rolling Flash cover win. First ever Welsh champions in the WWE. That crowd went nuts. When the Ooh. three count hit, they went crazy, like that. That was a that was a real cool reaction, like that. Like it, it is one thing, like I love in wrestling. Like I don't know what it is, but it's when wrestlers come back to their hometowns or their home countries, because like the the reaction is so genuine, it is so like like it, it's it's a special moment. Like I like this was like a perfect. If 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 there was any time if you want to get the tag titles off of Grizzly Young Veterans, like it was it was now. Like yeah. that like that needed to happen to have that moment for Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan. And now I'm excited to see where they go from here. But the only thing is NXT UK, I think they, they need to be start beefing up their tag team division because I don't want it to become like, like new Japan in a way. Cause new Japan, they sort of yeah, stuck yeah. in the, 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 the same, yeah, teams, same teams, man. Like you, you got to start switching it up. Like, trust me, I, I'm not complaining if we get another grizzle young veterans versus Flash Morgan and Mark Andrews match, but I think like after a while you're gonna start need to beef beat the teams up a little bit. Yeah, got some teams in there. They um I gotta say, like tonight was quite a big thing for like Welsh wrestling fans because whenever the WWE tape in the UK is in London 
occasionally in Manchester. Never, it's never in Wales or Cardiff. So, like, tonight was a big deal. So, to have those Welsh wrestlers win the titles was huge. Um, you know, and, like, Wales is only a small country. So, it was a big deal. Um, and Flash Morgan Webster, I thought, was outstanding for the whole match. Um, I love his gimmick because I'm a big fan of, like, the mod fashion and the mod music. But I wasn't really sure how it fit into, like, works in a wrestling environment. And I haven't always been the biggest fan of him. Like, his work is good, and I like the idea of his gimmick. But I've never quite been able to put the two together from a personal point of view. But I thought his, as a baby face, like a high-flying baby face today, I thought he was outstanding. I thought his, you know, he was selling, was on point. Everything was crisp in the ring. And, uh, yeah, good stuff for the Welshman. So that's what they, that's what they're tag team name is in my eyes now is the Welshman but uh, yeah well, I thought that I thought that at this point was easily obviously it was only the second match but that was the best match of a night oh yeah for sure for sure well like when and we I got to that prob- I think it was probably the when I got to that point that was I say when I got to that point that was probably the best match of the night so far up until that point I think it was probably the second best match on the night anyway um probably but Subjective, anyway. Um, so next up, we had uh, Joe Coffey versus Dave Mastiff, last man standing. Um, not a massive fan of either of these guys, I've got to be honest. However, I did really enjoy it. I just felt it went a little too long. Three or four minutes too long. If they just cut like four minutes, five minutes off it, I think it would have been a really good match for what it was. Like when they, they did the entrances, Coffee came out with a chain on his hand. Mastiff sprints to meet him on the ramp. And that sets the tone. You know what you're going to get. It's just going to be this all out brawl. They're going to beat the crap out of each other. Um, and obviously, from the TV, Coffee had the, the ear injury from where he'd been caught by Dave Mastiff. And Mastiff had the kind of liver injury where they'd had the brawl. Did you see the um, where he split his ear open? Yeah, was TV? that? Uh, so I'm Nasty. trying to figure out was that was that like that was legit right like that was like yeah, a legit injury because I saw I saw him, I saw he had the um he had the cover he had something on his ear and it looked like it was that 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 was what it was the rabbit from the original injury like it was like recovering so yeah he he really got blasted when Dave hit him on NXT UK yeah, TV yeah. yeah he was like a proper right hook and as he went round he kind of caught him with his like the hard he, part of his palm. He clubbed right him. on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's a big boy as well, isn't he, Dave Mastiff? So you've got to feel that. Um, and, yeah, you know, it was the last man standing match. You know what it's going to be. It's going to be, you know, just brutal, hard-hitting stuff. They had pool cues, cricket bats, chains, ch- tables, chairs. Well, well um, what did you think of the, um, the, the, the spot that started off with the turnbuckle? What did oh, you yeah, think I was going to say that. I thought it looked really good the way they did it because they got the timing down. It looked, it was like a really powerful Irish rip, Irish whip and the top turnbuckle like flung off and the way it came off, it came off really quick. I quite liked it. Something different. And it kind of, again, set the tone early on. Um, what did you think of it? 
I thought I thought it was a cool spot. Like I definitely wasn't expecting it, so it was good that it called me off guard. Yeah. that was that was like a. It, it, it's like real interesting to see like different ways for them to like just wrestling in general, like the way they get the like those spots where the ring breaks or the turnbuckle breaks. Like it's always interesting to see how they come up with new stuff to do that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's stranger than it because they've got to come up with different things and different ways to do these things. And I thought they got the time into it really, really down. And because they went in, because they had big guys, and he really hit the turnbuckle so hard that when it came off, it didn't just go drop down. It like flung off across the mm-hmm. ring, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, so here's a question for you. Um, I noticed a couple of little things over the last few episodes of uh the tv and i think that they may be doing a slow face turn on gallus gallus what would uh what do you reckon gallus face i like i i can't see yeah, gallus doing a face slow turn. slow burn i reckon As, uh, like for <laughs> me personally I, for me personally i can't see gallus being a face turn. like they they just like exuberate just being heels like they are they just like natural heels like the the only thing i can see happening with them is them going up against another heel team and being positioned as the baby face in that uh feud that's something i can see happening yeah um just a couple of things i noticed and and at some points in the match they were kind of giving it like that oh coffee just won't stay down and that's normally like the the baby face role within the last man standing match, isn't it? Um not saying that they will, I just it was something that sprung I just thought, are they doing that? Because it just seems like they might be just planting some seeds and they do need they need face tag teams. They need tag teams overall because then if you yeah. take if you put if you did turn Galas to like a tweener or like a face slightly face team, there's only the grizzled young vets as heel teams and i know they like the hunt um but i mean i can't see i don't think i want to see the hunt as tag team champion <laughs> but uh, the, 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 to, to your point uh when you talked about how they uh the way they portray joe coffee like they say he won't stay down and stuff like that i think it was a reason they were doing that was to further make dave master look like a beast and yeah, like yeah. and that that kind of uh, jumping ahead here kind of like factored into the finish like it made it seem like Joe Coffey escaped Dave Mastiff yeah, instead yeah. of beating Dave Mastiff so that uh, gives more credibility to Joe he's so um, so agile Dave Mastiff uh, for a guy his shape and size he did like a flying can, cannonball through the through the table on table, the outside yeah. and uh, one of the spots I really liked in this match was when um they were on the outside in the crowd and Dave Mastiff had two chairs and he kind of laughs and gives one to Joe Coffey. I didn't like that bit, I think, because I just felt like that was a bit dumb. But then once they've got a chair each, they kind of take like a 15, 20-yard runner and they just run into each other and smash into each other with the chairs like a couple of balls, which I thought was quite, you know, quite unique and a different, diff- something different again, which yes, is what that- you want to see. As I, re- I really liked the, the way that was shot, like the camera angle, like that. That yeah, really looked. Yeah. That was like cool. Like they were jousting. Like he was like yeah, waiting for yeah. him to come, and then they both ran into each other. And then another nice shot was they show like the packed crowd in the building. Like that place was packed. So like that oh, was yeah. like that was like a real cool shot. 
Yeah, it was a legit sellout, definitely. Um, so yeah, it's um, one of the other things they did. They did um, like a rolling sort of Death Valley driver, if you like, on the announce table. But the announce table, it wasn't one of the like flimsy announce tables you get on Raw. It was like a big, thick, hard wooden table, like a ballroom table or something. And they did it, and it just the table just didn't move didn't like give way or anything and i just thought god that must have that must have been sore i, I actually like when the table don't break because it looks like it hurts more when the yeah, table yeah. Don't, and, and, and then a lot of wrestlers have came out and said that the tables hurt more when it doesn't break versus when it does break so that like just, just knowing that in the back of my head it, like it makes the spot even better because i'm like damn i know that hurt like i just know yeah. that hurt um and then to finish finish off, they were like on the raised area, um, sort of on the edge. They, uh, I think Dave Mastiff headbutts uh, Coffee, and they both fall down, and they go through two tables. Um, it wasn't that high, but then for guys that size, you know, it was high enough to to fall. Um, they kind of both got up at around nine, and Joe Coffee kicks the case that Mastiff was leaning on away. So mm. he doesn't get up, and then they, he wins. But it was to complete silence. Like, <laughs> no booze, no music, no nothing. It was just silence. And I think it's safe to say that the the crowd wanted Dave Mastiff to win. Um, and I don't think they were expecting it to finish then. I think when they both fell, I think when they both fall, you're kind of expecting maybe a double count out or like the one person to stagger to their feet. But then when they both got to their feet, I think everyone assumes, oh, it's going to carry on. And then when he kicks the thing away and it ends, I think everyone was taken by surprise a bit. Yeah, let's say one thing, I, like, I don't know if it's just me, but like I'm, I, I kind of want to see like last man standing matches kind of just, you know, just fade out a little bit, just, just for a little while. Because like, I don't know what it is, but like I, I feel like some of the like okay, so the last time we saw a last man standing match, I think it was it was Braun versus Bobby Lashley at Extreme Rules, right? That was the last one. And Braun just like he 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 like rid of the Bobby like like the power slammed him into the uh into that little section and then broke through and like that that was like a straight up clean win. And then I think what was that takeover Chicago that we saw Johnny Gargano and Champa when Champa was handcuffed yeah, to the stage yeah. and then like he like he he did something to Gargano and like he He's kicked the thing in. To the ring, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And, and then he, he yeah, yeah. yeah, he did that type of thing. And I like I don't know, man. Like the the finish for this one, like you said, the crowd. I don't think the crowd was like that into it. I think that everybody was just kind of more so waiting for it to be over, opposed to it yeah. like they like wanting a decisive finish. Yeah, I thought it was a good match. It was good, you know. It was it was it was entertaining. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. It was entertaining, amazing, and like it was just like a big horse battle, just two big blokes beating the crap out of each other. Um, so we got a question. Uh, this uh, Johnny says, uh, I think Gallas could do a uh, do a good job on the main roster as a group, especially if they were to go if the main roster go with the trios stables route like people like me um and sean ross sap have been calling for because you could have the likes of undisputed era oc new day rko revival uh 
eco warriors with Luke Harper added, uh, and then have Gallas come in, maybe led by Drew McIntyre. What do you say about that? Gallas on the main roster, uh, I, yeah, I, led, I, led by Drew McIntyre. Led by Drew McIntyre. That would be like a like a, a Scottish stable. That that yeah. that that'd be nice. I, I like. I, I would like to see. Well, honestly, I, I would like to see any anybody from NXT UK or NXT uh, on the main roster or vice versa. Honestly, like I think if given like the right storyline and it caught like it like this was something that was needed and definite or it was just a big surprise, I think it would be honestly good to see that. And I, I think it would be a way to further establish Drew McIntyre on the main roster as well if that were to happen. I would like it if they used it to make Drew McIntyre the very, very top heel in the business. So you know like what they did with Gaga uh, Champa with NXT where they just made him the most dastardly biggest heel in the wrestling business. Yep. Outside of say SmackDown and Raw, but like in the indies and the sort of super indies or whatever you want to call them. If you're gonna if they could make Galas be his kind of catalyst to make him the biggest heel in the business that I'm all for it because I feel like they are wasting him at the moment but there we go uh, <laughs> next up we had uh, Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm another amazing amazing video package in K- the video package made Kaylee Ray seem like a superstar it was really good just and that is what this division needs because this women's division is stacked but they need to make sure they portray these women as stars because they're all super talented you've got like off the top of my head you've got um piper nevin uh rhea ripley tony killer storm Ke- killer kelly killer kelly K- uh, kaylee ray jazzy, jazzy gabbard zaya uh, brookside yeah probably Tegan Knox, although she may go to the US NXT. It's unbelievable amount of women. Like in some ways, they've got a better women's division than NXT US. I think they probably have. But they just need to make sure they portray these girls as like stars. And I thought they did a really good job with the video package of the of just making Kaylee Ray seem like a big deal. And obviously she went on to win. Um I really enjoyed the match. I was surprised they took off, took the belt off Tony, and I do think that if they were going to take the belt off her, they should have got longer, and they should have told like the story they told was fine in the time they had, but I would have liked to have seen Tony kind of be taken to her limits and kick out a couple of times and kind of it go like a. You know, like a proper championship match. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The uh, the the story behind the match was was good. Like I, I liked the story because uh, from what they were telling on NXT UK TV, the thing was that um, to uh, Tony and Kaylee Ray were best friends, and like people know, like they they feuded at ICW for a minute over the women's championship. They had their back and forth there, and um, like I I really liked the story that they told overall. But I like I just feel like the crowd wasn't as invested as what the video package uh presented to them, if that makes sense in a way. 
Like the the video package was really good. Everything made sense leading up to the match. Everything made sense. This wasn't just some thrown together few. Like this was been this was building like from the first set of uh, the first the first episode of the uh, UK TV tapers at the Download Festival, and they were building this like the long way. But when it came time to the match, like I don't know what it was. I think the, um, them being after Coffee and Mastiff, I think that kind of took the crowd out a little bit, and then that translated over to Kaylee Ray. And Tony Storm, and then it didn't help that the match was kind of short. So, you know, it, it was kind of just uh, like just bad positioning, I guess. And then at that, yeah, no, uh, I, you can continue. I was just going to say, if they were going to have this shorter match, maybe they should have gone at a quicker pace. Um, so it was like five minutes of just hell for leather, you know, like really super fast, quick pace where the story is kind of like they they can't wait to get their hands on each other and it's just all out for five minutes of just constant action mm. but the story they told was good it just didn't get long enough for me um i really really like hayley ray's finish uh the, the her gory bomb is nice so now that tony storm isn't the um nxt uk women's champion anymore do we see her on NXT she, on USA? She has to go to NXT Live. She has to. Um, and if I was doing it, I would probably send her to NXT Live and send Tegan Knox over to NXT UK. Maybe Dakota Kai as well. But Man, they've got, I'm like we just discussed, we've got they've got a very deep, not very deep, but a pretty deep women's roster on the NXT UK side. So like, they yeah, could the, really they could take Tony Storm and not send anyone, but like just just a quick uh off topic here like, so now that Rhea Ripley is appearing on uh, NXT in the US, one thing that I definitely want to have and look I love NXT UK like I, I like it I, I feel like this few could be great there, but like it would just be a whole nother level in NXT in the US. If Rhea Ripley were to beat Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship and the next person to challenge her would be Tegan Knox. After Tegan Knox inside of her knee basically exploded during the Mae Young Classic against Rhea Ripley. Like, that story yeah. is literally writing itself. Like, I, I said this on Twitter, uh, like, I think it was a few months ago. Like, man, Rhea Ripley versus Tegan Knox with the story that is already behind that match. I'm telling you, that thing could main have been a takeover. It really could. Like I think people would be in, seriously invested in that. Like she is like the ultimate baby face. Like just her story, and like two like two like year long knee injury that kept her out of action for a year, back to back years. Like man, and then having one of the per, one of the people that she was in the ring with while that happened, uh, challenging her for the championship at a takeover event. My goodness, please. And no November twenty fourth NXT. I hope you listening. Make it happen. They take over war games. She could be uh, Tegan Knox. Could be the NXT's new Bailey. She is like that super baby face. Everybody likes her. She's really good in the ring. She's got this really likable gimmick and personality. So it's just whether you know. And they've shown NXT has shown that they can do it with Bailey. And with other people, they can book a babyface, mm. and like the main roster. So when she's 
like she's back now, I think, or she's nearly back. No, she's back. She's wrestling again. So, like, they you know, if they can keep her healthy, they could make something really special with her, I feel. It's like she could have the ultimate underdog story culminating at WrestleMania with a title win. So, like, what you were just saying, if you had that sort of start sowing the seeds now and then have her beat Rhea Ripley at NXT TakeOver WrestleMania weekend, that is something really special. Mm. That could be one of those storylines where you see the tears in the crowd and the... Yes, I think now, like like you said, plant the seeds now. Like if 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 anybody's going like right now, I feel like Shayna Baszler, like she has been like the perfect women's champion. Like she is great, and I think now if you if there's going to be anybody that's going to beat Shayna Baszler for the title and take it on to that next story, I think it should be Rhea Ripley at War Games, and then you can build a feud between Rhea and Tegan, and you know cap it off, and WrestleMania weekend in Tampa next year. Oh yeah, gonna be good, good, good. It's a shame that Rhea, that Tegan Knox couldn't have had a match tonight. Actually, that would have been quite nice and poetic for her as well. But yeah, say, I but think... uh, back back to the um, Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm. Did, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. But the finish of the match, I mean, it, it was good. But like the, I just feel like like sometimes you kind of need the crowd to enjoy the match like a little bit more. Because the crowd, like, whether people like it or not, the crowd makes the match most of the time. Like, if they're very into it, it makes the match better than what it is sometimes. And I feel like the crowd kind of left Tony and Kaylee Ray cold. So, you know. Yeah, so here's a question for you. Do you think that they've dropped the ball with Tony Storm's uh, title run? Uh, I, I wouldn't say necessarily dropped the ball with her run. The, th- the thing was, like, honestly, back at Blackpool, I didn't even think she should beat Rhea Ripley for the title. Really didn't. I thought Rhea Ripley should have kept running with the belt. But the thing is, Tony Storm was, you know, she's a, she's a good baby face. And people love Tony Storm, obviously. Every time she comes out, she gets the, you know, the Tony, Tony Storm. You know, that, that chant, like, that thing rings yeah, out yeah, for yeah. about five or six minutes. But um, I, I don't know what it is, but it, I, I think there's more longevity with heel champions. Like opposed to babyface champions, yeah, and yeah. Kay, I, I think Kaylee Ray can be the one to like. I, I'm not necessarily into Kaylee Ray yet, like her, like I'm into her in ring work, but like the character they trying to give off, like she's she's obviously like a cocky heel, but like I just need that little bit more, like I guess edge to Kaylee Ray to take it yeah, to the next yeah. level for me personally. But yeah, no, no, but no, I, I don't I, think they they dropped the ball with Tony Storm's uh, title run. I just think. Uh, there's more longevity in heels opposed to baby faces. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. So, lastly, main event: Walter versus Tyler Bate. Man, oh, a banger! It was incredible. Now, right before I, instead of watching the pre-show, I watched the. They did like a docu promo thing on the network. Yeah, the prime uh, target. target uh, mm-hmm. Prime target takeover. 24 minutes. And it was really, really good. And I wish they would do these for for big matches and big did shows. You know, um, J- Jeremy Borash does those, right? Does he? You know, yeah, Jeremy Borash does those. He, well, he helps out with those. 
a lot. And he he did with the one for uh, Gargano and Cole. The uh, last one that they did, yeah, Jeremy Boyish helps out with those. Like he does a great job on that stuff. But yeah, I, I love the Prime Target takeover. Uh, Prime Target takeover uh, specials on the network. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. That he's uh, I got to be honest because it was excellent, real, real good stuff. Um. Okay, so they uh, they kick off like Walter's theme. It just gives it that big match feel. It's just so good, and like even though he's like a super heel, the crowd love his pro his theme, and it just gives it that like that huge sort of big match feel. Like I say, and the crowd is hot now. Before they've even started the match, they are ready. I say, do you know one thing I, I really liked about the championship matches tonight when they do the introductions? I really liked, like, this is just a small thing, but I really liked how they they darkened, like, everything, like, in the area except for the two people who are wrestling. Like, they even darked out the uh, the ring announcer and the referee. Like, you couldn't even see them. Only people you could see was the challenger and the champion. And, like, I really like They even did that during the tag team match, I think. Like, it, I, I really like, like, little stuff like that. Like, it really adds a lot to the match. It does, yeah, you're right. It just adds that bit of extra importance to it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, look, Walter is so good. Such a good wrestler, man. Everything just so clean and real looking. Everything is just it's beautiful. He is just a guy who's, like, at the top of his game as a professional wrestler. Um you knew it would sort of start off with Walter getting the heat and slowing, trying to slow bait down. But everything, every little thing that Walter does, every like crank of the neck or headlock, or it's just the it's for a reason. And I like that a lot. Um, yeah, Walter is a true throwback man. He's a true throwback yeah, wrestler. He's he really a proper is. heel, knee like old school heel. Um, but I think he's done incredibly well to get himself over as a heel and get heat because he came in. Everyone was so happy to see him. Everyone was so happy that he was in NXT UK. Everyone was so happy he was within the sort of WWE umbrella. And they were like, oh, is he going to go to NXT in America? And, you know, it was like a big deal because he's so popular and so good. So to then turn that around in a relatively short space of time and make himself into this like heel who people are genuinely booing, I think deserves a lot of credit for that. Is Walter um, still the progress world champion? I think he is. Not I th- 100% I think, sure. I think Walter still, because I think he's defending the title against uh, David Starr on the 15th, I think, or September. Okay. It's one of those. Yeah. I just wanted to remember, because I was like, I, I know, I think he's holding both the titles. Walter, Walter is. Ah, uh, right, okay. I gotta say, uh, Tyler Bate is inhuman. His uh, strength is ridiculous, and I know it's like a gimmick and this and that. But he's he deadlifted uh, towards the end of the match. He did a deadlift vertical suplex on Walter, who's like a good, good few inches taller and a good flipping. I don't know. I could not be good with metric weights and all that sort of stuff. But there's a good few pounds between them in weight. Man, Walter so has say. to be like a good, a solid 
260, 265. And Ty, I know Tyler Bay isn't any any more than 205. He can't be. Tyler no. has to be like a solid 190, 180, probably. It's incredible, though, isn't it? Like that, that big that, that big strong boy chant is more than just a chant. Like he he really is a Tyler Bay. He is strong as hell. He really is. Yeah, but like, and what adds to it as well is Tyler's quite short. Oh yeah, but he like he's he's ripped. And if you look like his legs and like tree trunks, they're massive, but like he's ripped, but he looks tiny compared to Walter because Walter's tall and big and brutal. And it just add, added to the spectacle. Um, and they just built up this match and they built it and built it. And like, even like Walter's, like when he was doing a Boston crab, he like, he'll put a knee in the back and it just adds that those little extra touches just, adds to what he's doing to make him this sort of old it, school heel it, it made you want to root for Tyler Bate like people were already yeah. wanting to root for Tyler Bate going into the match but like it's just basic David versus Goliath story man like it's big guy versus little guy and the little guy won't give up and like it's like basic storytelling man like it's really like simple but great Sim- stuff yeah. and people can relate like that's the thing. People, some people like really, really relate to that stuff. Like it's just big guy versus little guy. You want to see the little guy overcome? Like he keeps absorbing the beat downs, and then he comes back, and you know he gets shut right back down, and he comes back. Like it's like like you said, man. It's just simple and good stuff. Like honestly, yeah, it's simple, simple but effective, and it? it just tells this story that you can relate to and what happens is uh, oh yeah Walter is still progress champion yeah um, and I really liked when he hit the deadlift vertical suplex which was just incredible is Walter kind of gets back up and he's like staggering around and staggering around but it doesn't look stupid because of the way he does it he just looks like like he thinks he should look, yeah, he yeah. just looks debased and just like he, he looked like then, he just got punched in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, look like. And then all of a sudden, as Tyler's gone off the ropes, getting ready to like hit the big shot to take him down, he kind of t- Walter turns and hits him with this huge right hand, and it was like it felt like that was he felt like he was in trouble, so he went back to just he had to hit this big shot to sort of stop Tyler Bates' momentum. Yes, um, one, one, one spot that was really crazy that I think was, uh, I think you, you probably won't mention too because it was just wild when Tyler Bates, uh, he did like a like a springboard off the second rope uh, from on the inside of the ring and he tried to like backhand Walter and Walter chopped his back. And the, yeah. the, the, third, was, <laughs> the third was so loud. Like I, li- I was like Jesus when that happened because I like I- I'm trying to imagine like how that feels, and I know that does not feel good at all. Like it can't, feel good. it can't. Like what Walter's chops are crazy. Yeah, but that one in particular was so loud. One that it was just like wow. I heard that one at my house. I think. A yeah, few speak, miles speaking, away. And speaking Ooh. of deadlifting, like again another spot when he deadlifted when they were on the apron. And he said, Tyler yeah, he flipped them, man, and they fell on the floor. Like, goodness gracious. Like, that was another thud. Like, like you said uh, at the beginning of your points, man, Tyler Bay is strong. Like, 
I, I I can only imagine like how like the 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 strength you have to have the deadlift Walter at Tyler Bates size, and that's what makes it even more impressive. Yeah, and the other thing is as well, it's like that I can't feel good on someone Walter's size going off the apron and hitting the floor at that velocity from a bloody you know how 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 high is the apron it's a good few feet isn't it and that water's huge but that was the other thing tyler Bate did an airplane spin on uh towards the end of the match he gets him up on his shoulders and he does an airplane spin i was just, just at this point i was just like geez what like what is that how is yeah, this, this, like, this strength, some of these late this strength, in the match, man, like, i know like it's like I, I i'm honestly amazed by it too like i i it, it's really no words to describe like how impressive it is like to see yeah and it's not like in the first few minutes of the match when he's fresh it's like 25 minutes later when yeah, he's it's, it's deep in the match Madness, madness. I like that they did um, like a little finger crack uh, when they were up on the turnbuckles as like a little nod to Pete Dunne. I thought that was really cool. Um, Overall, I just thought it was an amazing match. Um, I do feel like they could have shaved off a few minutes, not because I didn't enjoy it or I felt like it went too long. I didn't feel like it dragged or it went too long at all, but... I feel like the Tony Storm match was too short. Completely so I agree. Wouldn't have, been, wouldn't have been upset if they'd taken a few minutes from this and a few minutes from some of the others to give to the Tony Storm match rather than this match was too long. Like, you know, the Blackpool main event with uh, Joe Coffey? That was too long and it dragged, whereas this was long, but it didn't drag. It was enjoyable from start to finish. For sure, like this was like action from bell to bell. Definitely was like I thoroughly enjoyed this match, and they 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 tore the house down. Like I, I actually enjoyed I enjoyed this match way more than I did Dunn Walter at uh, Takeover WrestleMania weekend. Like okay. this match, this match blew that match out of the water. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, you could kind of say that was just because they had way more time. I don't think Dunn Walter at uh, Takeover uh, New York went that long. Yeah, they didn't have much time, did they? This was more of this was like a main event mm-hmm. pay per view quality match, and it was. I thought it was a perfect match. Maybe I think it is it, it, definitely going to my matches of the year for sure. Like, yeah. Absolutely. That was definitely that's definitely going to my matches of the year. Like they just like I, I think Dunn, I mean not Dunn, but Bay and Walter, they have like real good chemistry. And like it's just like like I said before, it's so simple, man. You got the big guy and the little guy. It's very easy to tell that story. And then like I, I'm I'm kind of glad I was uh, talking to Jeremy Lambert about this from Fightful. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm, I'm kind of glad that I didn't um, see Tyler Bay and Walter's match from Progress is Hello Wembley show. Because I kind of feel like I would have been comparing it if I saw that to yeah, yeah. this one. So I'm kind of glad I didn't see that. So, you know, that like this is just a real, real good match, man. Bill to Bill. The crowd was in it the whole match. The entire match. 
And it kind of makes me salty a little bit because I'm like, why? Well, why were they in the Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray? Like, they 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 could have gave you know that little nod to Tony and Kaylee Ray, but like literally they were into the match the entire time, which is very rare. Yeah, for a match that long, you, the crowd tends to go in and out of it, doesn't it? Um, like they'll be into the start and then they'll go a bit quiet and then they'll peek up, but they were just hot all the way through. Um. So, yeah, Walter won in the end, um, still champion. Walter would be – can you imagine Walter and Imperium, you know, on the main roster or on NXT live? If you well, want I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be long before we see that because I definitely think either the British Strong Style or Imperium is going to be in war games. I definitely think that's going to happen. That's what I uh, – I messaged you yesterday, wasn't it? I would love to see British Strong Style plus one other person versus Imperium in a War Games match. It'd be so good. But Walter won't do. He doesn't want to go to you to the US NXT, mm-hmm. does he? Um, I don't think he, he has does. said he'll do the big shows, though. I think so. And like he did a takeover, didn't he? So you know, I'm sh- the problem is now is with the with them going live. They can't like fly him out for one day, do a taping of four weeks, and then just fly him out for the takeover three months later. Like it's live each week, so it's harder to work around that. I guess mm-hmm. they could do vignettes and then have the rest of Imperium, you know. To see TV. the. To see the bonus of that, like like you said, is I, I don't really think they need to do that because that full sale crowd knows who these guys are. Like I I can see if they were on the road. You know, every week, and you gotta, you know, yeah. re- reestablish people. But that full sale crowd knows who everybody is. So I think if they were to go to NXT, they would get the proper reaction. I mean, I don't want to say it wouldn't matter what the fans who were watching at home would think, but in actuality, like if they see that the NXT crowd, the full sale crowd, is reacting properly to them, giving them the big cheer, they're gonna be like, "Ooh, who are these guys?" Like, or uh, if they're giving them that, you know, well, not big reaction, positive reaction, but those big boos. They'd be like, oh, who are these guys? Why they hate these people so much? And I think that will automatically translate to the casual fan who will be tuning in to NXT and get that will get them interested in Walter and Eichner and Bartell. And, uh, yeah, and I Wolf. think with new fans of and whether it's AEW, NXT Live, Raw, SmackDown, whatever, is if the crowds react to these guys as big deals on TV new fans will see them as a big deal automatically just because oh, everyone else is reacting to him. Um, and I think that's the one advantage that AEW and NXT have got over Raw and SmackDown in terms of new viewers is that the AEW crowd and the NXT crowd will react to the people who are on the TV or on the, in the ring and they'll react to the storylines accordingly and they'll give the the promotions patience to tell their stories whereas Raw and Smackdown I don't think always get that patience they mm-hmm. get the CM Punk chance and the, you know, <laughs> deserve, deservedly so sometimes um, yeah. yeah so now that uh, Walter has retained the title um, do you think it's a possibility that Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner get the NXT UK tag titles now. Now that Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, the babyface team, have the titles and we get that Imperium yeah. holding all the gold and NXT UK thing. 
They're, they're, yeah, I do. I do think that is probably. I think what they probably might do now is they might put the tag titles on them, do uh, Trent Seven then, and and Tyler Bate versus Imperium for the tag titles. Get them back in the tag tag division, and then they need to find someone to step up to Walter Cassius Ono maybe. That could be a good one. Uh, I don't know. They need uh, said uh, like a like a popular baby face to go against him, which isn't Peter nor Tyler Bate. Yeah, like uh, like honestly, like I told like we uh talked about this earlier off air. I think Pete Dunn is like it in ring wise for now, I think he's done in NXT UK. Like he's yeah. done literally everything he needs to do. I feel like he needs to be in NXT live, like I yeah. think, like, like I said before, I think Pete Dunne's going to be NXT North American champion real soon. So, you know. But as, as far, but as far as Tyler Bay goes, they have literally made him the biggest baby face in NXT yeah. UK. Like, literally off this match. And to add, like, I'm pretty sure we were going to talk about this, but uh, Trent Seven and Pete Dunne coming out and, you know, helping him out, you know, giving them the, you know, the big, because they, like, I don't want to sit here and call them, like, the big three, like, like they, created NXT UK all their own but like in you know and they kind of did face. in a way yeah like they, they built the brand was built around them do you know what match I would like to see is Pete Dunn versus Matt Riddle that's what I would like to see and you probably gonna get it, probably gonna get it real soon I don't think that's too far off. yeah but yeah uh, do, do you ever get Hopefully. that feeling when um, so where uh, overall I thought I was like, do, uh, do you ever get that feeling um, overall? Like when they like those in in end of the show, uh, end of the show segments when you know you have three guys who know each other or two guys who know each other in the same spot. You think they're gonna turn? Like, <laughs> like I don't I don't know why, but like when I saw uh, when when Tyler Bate stepped away from Pete and Trent and Tyler like kind of kneeled over, Pete looked at Trent and I was like, please don't do this right now. Like, do not do this. I thought they were going to do the DIY where they put yeah, the thing exactly. on the screen. Uh, the the lower third, yep. The, yeah. the, the dangerous lower third. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, they didn't. Um, overall, I thought it was a really fantastic show. Uh, I enjoyed every match, really. Like, you know, everything was enjoyable. I thought it was better than Blackpool by a, quite a long way. And I thought they learned the lessons from Blackpool as well, which I think is important for a relatively new brand. Is if you make mistakes, which you know everyone makes mistakes, AEW will make mistakes, NXT has made mistakes. Is you don't keep making them, you rectify them as soon as you can. And I thought they did that. Um, main event was a, like you said, it was an absolute banger. <laughs> And uh, I thought the tag, t- I thought the tag team match was excellent as well. Oh yeah, top, top, real, top, top two matches good. of the night. Top two matches Absolutely. of the night for sure. So now I, I gotta ask you, what is next? For, I'm gonna ask you this: what, what do you see? What is next for Flash Morgan and Mark Andrews? What do you see next for Kaylee Ray? And what do you see next for Walter? And I'll answer the same. Uh, so Kaylee Ray. I think will be either Zaya Brookside or although she lost the other day, so maybe not her. 
let me just have a quick look at those women. Um, Zyb. Uh, Piper Nevin. If Rhea Ripley's going to go to NXT US, then I think Piper Nevin will go after Kaylee Bray. Uh, and what was the other one? Walter. Oof, he's a hard one now because I don't know who they're going to going to uh, put him up against. Mm. I don't know. And then Flash Morgan Webster and... Uh... Flash Morgan, I think the Imperium will beat them at the TV tapings. Okay, so yeah. I'm, I, said I'm going... to, I said to you yesterday, I think they're going to drop the title straight away. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking for Flash Morgan and Mark Andrews, I think they're, you know, they're, they're Cinderella win, but... You know, they got that, but I think that's all going to come to an end. They're going to put the titles on Imperium soon. Um, for Kaylee Ray, but I think I think Kaylee Ray is going to beat a couple people for the, you know, retainer title. And I think she's ultimately going to drop the title to Jenny uh, by way of Jazzy Gabbard. I think Jazzy Gabbard is going to help Jenny become NXT UK Women's Champion eventually. And for Walter, I'm, I think next up for Walter, I, I think Jordan Devlin. I think that's what's next, Jordan Devlin. Yeah, they did seem to be angling him towards a big storyline on TV. He, did you see that promo he cut where uh, someone interrupted him, and it was did seem as if they're positioning him for another push. Yeah, um, and I think he's improved a lot since the original UK tournament. I think mm. he's worked hard to improve, and he's been doing quite well on the UK independent scene. So I think. Jordan yeah. Devlin is definitely title contender worthy and maybe even championship worthy. He really is good. Like the only thing I don't yeah. like is like when people, you know, it, it, it like it's not a small thing. I guess it's a joke, but like people they call him like fake Finn Balor. Like the crowd yeah. literally chants it at him. So like it's like <laughs> it's kind of like uh, you know. But I mean, right now Walter is like Walter is literally like Shayna Baszler. Like it's like dominant champions and you can't really see anybody right now taking the title off them like is is, is like that that that's kind of the thing and i think i think kind of in relation this is kind of how the main roster uh people are with braun Strowman. because once you like believability wise i don't even know if that's a word but yeah but but when you have braun Strowman, you got this big monster right so when you once you put the title off on, on them who's gonna beat them yeah. Like, I mean, unless you're doing specialty matches the all the time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, or him. Or the thing. It's going to be everyone. Um, I'd like to see NXT UK bring in Joe Hendry. Uh, he, he, he just signed with Ring of Honor. Oh, son of a... <laughs> <laughs> so I was hoping when he finished with uh, Impact that he would go, because yeah. I think he could do some really good stuff with um, NXT UK because he works really well as a babyface, but he can also work really well as a heel. Um, oh, that's a shame. But yeah, Joe, Joe just signed with Ray Ronnie. He's gonna be doing some stuff with that. They need some guys anyway. Ring along, ring, ring of honor. Okay. So you uh you excited, you excited before we wrap it up? You excited about the the big October we got? Well, the big years I guess we got coming up in wrestling. We got so we got SmackDown. On Fox, we got Raw, NXT Live, AEW, 
NXT UK. We got the NWA starting weekly television in October. And wow. Ring of Honor, uh, I know Ring of Honor, uh, their COO Joe Cobb said that Ring of Honor could be doing weekly television soon. So it's a lot of wrestling. Well, Ring of Honor go live. Yep. Oh, wow. They could. That That's what he said. He said that could be the next step. Which I don't see is a long, I don't think that's a long shot at all. Especially in that they're under Sinclair broadcasting. So No, it's easy enough for them to do, I think. be interesting because if they go live as well as the others, all of a sudden the talent pool is going to shrink. Because once all of those companies are on live TV, they ain't going to want to share. Oh, yeah. uh, they ain't going to want to share their talent and it all becomes a bit trickier then um, and you've got to be careful they, they've all got to be clever with how they book people because you've got to keep everyone happy because if you don't keep them happy they'll be gone because they'll go somewhere else for big money it's exciting for wrestling fans mate oh yeah for sure for sure man incredible period this period coming up to the rumble now is going to be amazing for sure, man. They said once again, I, I do want to thank you for bringing me on, though. As always, always a pleasure talking. And I, the the thing I love about this the most, like when me and you do the podcast and we get off topic, because the off topic conversations are like real good. Yeah, it's all good. So yeah, um, you can find Andrew on Twitter at ad thompson underscore underscore. Uh, you can check out his. YouTube channel, Andrew Thompson interviews as well, because he's got some amazing interviews on there and they are awesome with some, uh, with some big names. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at acecast underscore nation, youtube.com slash ace podcast nation and all your usual podcasting platforms for the audio versions, new shows Monday, Wednesday and Friday, plus the occasional extra show when there's a big wrestling event on. Thank you for joining me, Andrew, and uh, in- enjoy all out. I say thank you for having me, man. It's all good, buddy. And uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Cheers. Network.